Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Today's episode of the Essential Tennis Podcast is brought to you by TennisTours.com, where you can receive a discount off your next purchase of professional tennis event tickets by using the promotional code ESSENTIAL. Well, thanks very much for joining me today for today's episode of the podcast. We're going to be talking all about volleys today and how to practice your volleys specifically to improve them and make them a better and stronger part of your game. Before we get to that, I just want to remind you guys about the best way that you can access the Essential Tennis Podcast, and that is through iTunes, which is a free download for either Mac or PC. And through iTunes, you can subscribe to the Essential Tennis Podcast and automatically get the episode every week as soon as it gets released. As long as you have uh, iTunes open, it, it checks for, for updates on its own. So you don't even have to go to the website to download the file. So check out iTunes, subscribe to the show that way, and also as long as you're there, do me a favor, go uh, go to the music store, search for tennis, go to the Essential Tennis Podcast, and rate and leave a review for the podcast, and I, I would really appreciate that. That helps with the, the ratings for the show and will help more people find it on iTunes. So give me a hand and uh, just take one minute of your time to, to leave a, a review for the show. I'd appreciate that a lot. All right, let's get down to business, sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, let's start talking about volleys. And the idea for today's show came to us from Eddie, who's a 3.5 player who lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. He wrote to me a little while ago and said, I'm primarily a singles player and know that I can significantly improve my game if I come to the net more often. I know that I'm missing great opportunities to finish out points. I'm not comfortable at the net and have been playing more doubles to work on my net play. Besides playing more doubles, how do you suggest that a singles player feel more comfortable coming to the net? Thanks. Well, yeah, that's an awesome question, and I'm really happy that you're asking it. You're absolutely right. Coming to the net more in in your singles play is going to improve your tennis game, especially if you're not comfortable with it now and you just haven't been using it. So I I really congratulate you on taking this step in your game, and I hope you stick with it and you continue to work at your net game because it it will give you, as you pointed out, so many more opportunities to be able to put the, uh, the ball away. And this was the case... Yesterday, Will Hamilton of Fuzzy Yellow Balls and myself did a, a live webcast, and we were doing commentary during the French Open final between Soderling and Nadal. And Soderling was hitting some big ground strokes. Nadal, of course, as he's known for, was playing really good defense and getting to just about everything that Soderling was, was throwing at him. And Soderling had so many chances 
to move forwards after a big ground stroke where Nadal was on the run in a tough spot, barely getting to the ball, hitting with an open racket face, and was obviously just going to just push the ball back in play. Now, the push is a relative you know, term, of course, uh, pushed by professional standards, uh, just put it back in play, essentially. And Soderling was just standing on the baseline, or even a couple of steps inside the baseline, and just standing there watching Nadal run back and forth, back and forth. And Will and myself were really pretty hard on Soderling about not taking those types of opportunities to move forwards and put the ball away with a simple volley instead of giving Nadal the time that it took for the ball to get all the way back to Soderling and then for Soderling to, to set up and then launch himself into another big ground stroke. So th- that, that's just an example at, at the professional level of where you guys will have chances, but if you're not comfortable at the net and you don't like to volley, you're not going to look for those opportunities and I, you're, you're, you're kind of throwing away points. You've got chances, and you've got to start taking advantage of them. Now, playing doubles, one more thing before we get into the actual ways that you can improve your volleys, Eddie. Playing doubles is a great way to practice uh, your net game and a great way to round out your game. If you've only played singles up until now, it's going to be awkward. (laughs) It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to feel like a fish out of water. You're going to think you're a bad player because you you won't be able to understand how it can possibly feel so different from singles. And you're going to say to yourself, well, this is just another way to play tennis, right? We're still playing tennis out here. We're on the same tennis courts. There's just four of us instead of two. We're playing with the same equipment and the same tennis ball. How hard could it possibly be? Well, if you've only played singles and you go and play some doubles for the first time, you're going to feel just really strange (laughs) on the court. You're not going to be comfortable. And I I remember first starting to play doubles uh, when I was still a junior player. I definitely played um, almost all singles until college, but uh, my my coach definitely um, uh, brought me two doubles uh, early on, or at least got me some experience before I went off to college. And I hated it at first. I, I was not comfortable with it. Now, when you go to college to play tennis, you have to play both singles and doubles. Uh, Very, very rarely does a player only play one or the other. So I really had no choice uh, but to really improve my net game. And once I got into it and I really started uh, getting comfortable with the tactics and the strategy and the rhythm and the the tempo of play and communicating with my partner and all those types of things, I, I really started to love it. And there's times now where I definitely enjoy doubles more than singles. So continue to do that, Eddie. Continue doing uh, playing doubles, and that will round out your singles game. Now, let's get down to different ways that you can continue working on your volleys as a singles player. We're not going to talk much about technique today. I, I will definitely be throwing in some some tips and suggestions on how you guys can do better with your volleys or, or half volleys or, or shots at the net. Um but I'm going to be focusing mostly on drills that you guys can do. And we're going to be talking about seven different volley drills. I've got an outline for each of them. So we're going to get right into it and hopefully get to all seven. There's going to be four cooperative drills, meaning drills that you uh, do with a partner, uh, just one other person. And they're, they're drills where you're trying to work with somebody else um, as, as a partner on the other side of the net to be able to keep a ball going back and forth for a certain purpose. 
And I'm going to talk about three competitive drills, drills where you can actually play out points and uh, make it count and, and practice your, your volleys within uh, an actual point situation. Now, we're going to talk about the cooperative drills first, and I'm going to be talking about these in progression from simplest to the most difficult. We're going to talk about the easiest volley drill to do first, and as, as I go through all four, I'm going, to, I'm going to progress in difficulty. It's important for you guys to understand this, and uh, in my lessons w- with my students uh, that I work with uh, on a weekly basis, we very typically go through this whole progression of all four of these cooperative drills, moving from the easiest down through the most uh, most difficult in, in order to, to really drill their net game and to get them more and more comfortable hitting volleys at the net. So uh, let's go on and start with number one. Cooperative drill number one is a simple volley-to-volley rally with you and your partner across from each other halfway between the net and the service line. So you guys are probably uh, about 15 feet apart or so, um, which, is, which is close. You guys are going to be close to each other. Again, halfway between the net and the service line. No closer, no farther away. Both of you guys should be in that same position. And from here, your goal is to keep the ball in the air back and forth and to have each of you continue to hit volleys, both forehands and, and backhands. Now, in order to do this, uh, effectively, a couple of things have to happen. You both, first of all, have to hit with an open racket face, meaning your strings are angled upwards towards the sky or towards the ceiling. Why is this important? Because we're not trying to hit these these shots at each other, meaning uh, have the ball come off your racket and go directly at your partner. Why? Because th- that means that the rallies are only going to last about two shots each. And our goal here is to keep the ball going as long as possible. We, we want long rallies. Secondly, you want to have relaxed hands. Don't hit these firmly. Your hands should be loose and honestly, barely holding on to the racket. It should be very relaxed as you hit with that open racket face. And you're really just trying to bump the ball up into the air. We're literally angling the strings up to hit the ball up and then have the ball come back down again to your partner. So the ball should be falling down to your partner. You're not trying to hit at your partner. A couple other things to focus on here. Make sure that you start to split step every time your partner hits the ball, and in general, stay on your toes and continue to move your feet. Please do not stand there and rally back and forth. That will be a detriment to your game. You have to practice good footwork. And those of you listening who were at the latest clinic in Baltimore know exactly what I'm talking about. We started off that clinic with some short courts, uh, rallies back and forth, nice and slow. And I got on everybody's case immediately about moving their feet. Um, even when the ball was not coming, coming to them, when the ball was coming to another player that was next to them, I was, I was yelling at people from across two courts, uh, your feet are not moving anymore. And when you guys get into the habit of this, you'll get in better shape and you'll have a better habit of continuing to move your feet. So even though this might be easy for some of you guys to rally close and and soft and relaxed back and forth, keep your feet moving, get in the habit of split-stepping, it's going to make your volleys better. Now, this volley-to-volley rally, softly, I want you guys to do it with your partner until you've made 20 volleys in a row without any bounces. The ball lands in front of either of you, or if it hits the net, or if one of you guys can't reach one of the volleys, 
that's it. You go back down to zero again, start again, and keep going until you get 20 in a row back and forth without any bounces. If you can't do that, then this is all you do that day, all right, with your partner. And you keep working at it until you get 20. And if you cannot get 20, do not progress to the next drill because this is where you need to work on. This should be the easiest out of the four drills that we're talking about. And if you can't do it, don't move on, all right? Focus on improving this part of your game. All right, cooperative drill number two, volley to volley from the service line. This is going to be obviously very similar to the the first drill that I talked about, but this time you and your partner are going to back up a little farther, and both of you will be in the middle of the service line. And your goal, again, is to keep the ball in the air back and forth. In order to do this, you still want an open racket face as you make contact with each volley. Don't close your racket and try to drive the ball or or hit it with topspin to get it to go farther. Keep your racket face open and hit a simple, traditional volley. (laughs) A little bit of backspin should be on each shot. Uh, The the difference between these volleys and the short ones is that we do want to hit the ball a little bit firmer to get it to go farther because we're we're quite a bit deeper. Uh, If if you guys are just like in your car or you know in the backyard listening to me right now, it probably doesn't sound like a big difference between the the first drill where you're halfway between the, the net and the service line. And this one, where you and your partner are both at the service line, but trust me, it's a big difference. It's a lot tougher. Um, Keep a simple technique. Keep an open racket face. We're just trying to hit through the ball a little more with that open face, a little bit firmer shot to direct the ball towards your partner and keep it deep back and forth. You really should be aiming for about your partner's chest Anything lower than that, and you want to either open your racket face a bit more or hit it a little bit firmer to try to keep it in the air back and forth. Just like the first drill, if the ball bounces, then fine. Practice your half volley. Um, I'm going to give you guys a goal in a second, but um, what I don't want to see you guys doing is running in for short shots and then trying to back up again. Just stay on the service line for now. Keep it simple. Um, do keep your feet moving and continue to split step. You can take a step forwards to take, take the ball out of the air if you can reach it on one step. But for the most part, you should just be staying on the service line and taking the ball as it comes to you. If your partner continues to hit it at your feet or bouncing it in front of you, they need to work on their control and their depth of their volleys. Um, remind them that they should be aiming for your chest and your, your goal is to keep the ball in the air back and forth. I want you and your partner to get 10 in a row in the air. So again, if the ball bounces, uh, fine. Just hit a half volley, keep the rally going, but start your count again back at zero and try to get 10 in a row. If you get 10 in a row, no problem. Uh, Shoot for 15 or 20. If, If you can get 20 in a row without a bounce with both of you on the service line, without cheating inside the service line, you're really doing an excellent job. Uh, and you and your partner are pretty advanced uh, volleyers. That, that's much easier, uh, I'm sorry, much more difficult to do than what it sounds like just listening to me describe it. So that's cooperative volley drill number two, both of you on the service line. Let's move on to the third one, uh, another progression here. And this is going to be ground strokes to volleys. One of you is now going to be on the baseline, the other one in the middle of the service line. Um, the ground stroke player is going to be, be either on the deuce side or the ad side. They're going to take one half of the court 
back behind the baseline. The volleyer is going to be aiming past the service line now. Their target is going to be between the service line and the baseline. So they're trying to hit a deep volley and on one half of the singles court. So either the deuce half or the add half. So essentially we're, we're, we're taking that rectangle called no man's land deep in the court between the service line and the baseline. And we're going to cut that in half. We're not using the alleys. We're just using half of no man's land, and that's going to be the target for the volleyer. Um, put something there, by the way. In the middle of that uh, half of no man's land, put a, a ball pyramid or a cone or a hat or, or something. Put it right in the middle of that box that you're aiming for as the volleyer and, and literally try to hit it. It's good for your concentration, and it's a good reminder of what your objective is. You're trying to hit your target over and over again. Now, the ground stroke player should be making a full ground stroke swing at a steady pace. Uh, this player is not trying to hit all out and hit aggressive shots, but make sure as the ground stroke player that you're not just pushing the ball towards the, the volleyer as well. Uh, you want to be making a full swing at whatever rally speed that you normally hit at, that you and your partner normally hit at. You should be trying to hit the volleyer in the air. We're trying to give them as many volleys as possible. If it lands in front of them, that's okay. They can practice their half volleys as well. And then volleyers who should be remaining on the service line. Don't cheat in. Don't cheat in. <laughs> you're going to want to, especially if you if you don't volley a lot. You're going to want to get closer um, where it's easier to volley. Stay on the service line and practice your volleys from there. Um, stay on one half of no man's land until the volleyer makes 20 volleys total, not in a row, but a total of 20 that go past the service line and are on the correct half of the court, either the do side or the add side. Then switch over to the other side. Volleyer will stay in the middle of the service line. Ground stroke player will shift over to the other half of the court, and the volleyer will make another set of 20. All right, so that's cooperative drill number three. Before we get to our fourth and final cooperative drill, I want to remind you guys about the sponsor of the Essential Tennis Podcast, who I appreciate very much for their support of myself and for Essential Tennis for the podcast, and that is Championship Tennis Tours. You can find them at tennistours.com. And since 1987, they've been selling individual tickets to professional tennis events, both the WTA and ATP events all over the world. And they not only sell individual tickets, but also complete ticket packages, including uh, hotel and accommodations, um, even limousine service from your hotel to the tournament site, uh, all kinds of different things, all kinds of different packages. And if you haven't been to a Grand Slam, and, and the U.S. Open is, is going to be coming up pretty quickly. Wimbledon is next, and then finally the, uh, the U.S. Open. If you haven't been there before, you should really check out their packages for the U.S. Open this year. You get a, a choice of all kind of different options, including a choice of hotel between the, the W in Times Square and the, the, and, uh, the Essex uh, Hotel as well. Um, also in New York City, uh, both, uh, obviously Times Square is in New York City, uh, but both hotels, you get to choose uh, between those two. You can choose the type of ticket, how close you are uh, to the action during the, the matches that you go to watch. You get uh, shuttle service back and forth. Also, a choice between tickets to a Mets or Yankees game, a city tour, or a Broadway performance, all kind of awesome stuff. Plus, you'll get an invitation to an exclusive Essential Tennis Podcast cocktail party at the W Hotel in Times Square. 
And I'm, I'm going to be making plans to be there myself so you can meet me and other listeners of the Essential Tennis Podcast who are checking out the action at the U.S. Open. So go check them out. Again, TennisTours.com. And when you check out, if you'd like the invitation to that cocktail party, make sure to use the promotional code ESSENTIAL with a capital E as you check out uh, for your purchase. All right, now let's get to that final cooperative drill to work on your volleys and this is going to put together ground strokes and volleys and as i told you guys when i kicked things off this uh this has been a progression from easiest to most difficult this is going to be the toughest drill here cooperative drill that you can do with your partner to work on your net game now we're going to have both players starting from the middle of the baseline one player is going to be hitting an approach shot and moving forwards. The other player is going to be staying on the baseline and going to be hitting all ground strokes. The person that's going to be staying on the on the baseline is going to feed a short shot, meaning uh, really anything that's soft and lands in front of the service line on the other side. But the baseline player should feed it short in front of the service line. Player across from them is going to move forwards, hit an approach shot down the middle of the court, and then continue on into the net. Now, as with uh, all the other drills, there's going to be a target area. The target area for the approaching player is between the service line and the baseline, and also between two other targets. And normally when I do this with my students, um, I place uh, two cones uh, or two ball pyramids in no man's land about 10 or 15 feet apart. And so my student will have basically a a box or or a square right in the middle of no man's land. And their target is between the service line and the baseline and between the the two cones that I put out. And so they've got a square right in the center of no man's land. And that's their target area. Anything that lands outside uh, of those parameters, uh, we start the drill over again and start back from square one. Um, Now, the approaching player, their objective here is to make that approach shot off of the short feed, and then two volleys after that in a row. So we're trying to make three shots, an approach and two volleys. And as you hit those three three shots, as the approaching player, you should be getting closer and closer to the net. By the time you hit your third shot, that second volley, you should be pretty close to the net as you continue moving forwards. If you're the baseline player, Again, you should be making full ground stroke swings at a a steady pace, nothing aggressive, but you should be trying to hit a a good solid shot that makes it all the way back to your your partner. Uh, Continue doing this until that approaching player has five times made all three shots in a row, the approach and two volleys. If either player misses, either the approaching player or the baseline player, start back again, reset with both players in the middle of the baseline and start over again. Um, and that's really important guys. And and now before we move on to the competitive drills, a couple of things that you guys want to keep in mind as you do these cooperative drills, um, first of all, stay on task. And I've given you guys specific targets, specific objectives, and by following those instructions, you will get the most out of this practice time. Don't miss, you know, uh, don't, uh, do the first volley drill. Uh, go for 20 in a row, miss it 15, uh, you know, it bounces, say, oh, well, that, that was close enough, keep going, and, and then get 20 and say, all right, great, we, we got it, let's move on. Um, be honest, <laughs> uh, don't cheat yourselves, please. 
make it as tough as it's supposed to be. Uh, don't make it easier on yourself by cheating or uh, you know getting closer in the volley to volley rallies. Whatever. Um, if you miss a ground stroke um, on that fourth and final drill, uh, you put it into the net and your partner just needed one more volley. Don't feed in a, another ball. It kind of defeats the purpose of the drill, which is to have the approaching player work on moving forwards and hitting volleys at the same time. Um, so don't cheat yourselves, number one. Secondly, as the volleyer especially, be very aware of your quality of contact, meaning pay close attention to where the ball is hitting on your racket because it will make a big difference, a huge difference, in where the ball goes. Most of these shots that you'll be hitting as the volleyer, you'll be relaxed, and you're not going to be gripping the racket very tightly. And when the ball hits off your frame, or not even off your frame, but just not the middle of the racket and out close to the frame, it's going to kill your shot. You will not get the same results. I I strongly suggest that if you haven't heard it already, go download the Watch the Ball podcast, which was just a couple shows ago, and listen to it. Uh, It's going to be really important as you do these drills to pay close attention to where the ball is hitting on your racket. Thirdly, pay close attention to your consistency of shot and be picky about this. Um, during, during the drills where you have a specific target between the service line and the baseline, um, et cetera, really be picky. In other words, if you're only making one in your target area and then missing three or four or five by a couple feet and then making one and then missing four again, you're not doing very well. <laughs> All right. And pay close attention to this. Honestly, you should be making three, four, five in a row in your target area before you make a mistake and then making another three or four or five in a row again. If you're not doing that, focus on the contact and simplify your technique. We're not going to talk about uh, technique right now, but just make it simple and just make sure you're hitting your target. Lastly, your target and the ball are the most two important things here. Nothing's more important. Make sure you make good contact. Make sure you focus on your target and do that during all four of those cooperative drills and you'll get much more out of it. All right, now three competitive drills before before we wrap up today's show. First of all, and this, this is one of my favorite drills uh, or uh, competitive games of all time, a volley to volley game. Both players start in no man's land, halfway between the service line and the baseline and you're going to use half of the doubles courts or the singles court you're going to use either the add or the deuce side and you're going to play straight ahead so if i'm on the deuce side on my half of the court straight across from me is my opponent he or she is on the add side i'm on the deuce side they're on the add side and we're going to play this game straight ahead you're going to feed a volley to the person across from you who's in no man's land give them a volley a courtesy shot uh, right to them so that they can play a volley and then after that anything goes. It's your choice whether or not you want to make uh, the alleys in or not. You can play alleys in or you can play alleys out. Um, for um, They, they, they kind of work on different stuff. Uh, when the alleys are out, it really keeps you in a very close quartered part of the courts. Uh, really works a lot on hands. Um, there's not really any room for angles. And it's, it's all about kind of breaking the other person down, making more shots than they do. Um, also good to emphasize closing into the net. When alleys are in, you have a little more space to use and you can start to use angles a little bit more than when alleys are out. Um, so your choice, whichever one you want to do, uh, try it both ways. 
Uh, but both players start in no man's land, straight ahead from each other, courtesy feed, uh, feed a volley to the person across from you, and then play it out. Um, this really kind of you could say is more of a doubles drill than a singles drill since it's volley to volley, but it's outstanding practice to work on your hands, your touch, your reaction time, and your footwork as you move into the net from no man's land after that first shot. Don't stay in no man's land. Close in, uh, and if you miss your volleys on your way in, we found something that you need to work on and get more consistent at. Uh, Again, this is one of my favorite games. There's a lot of fast action. Um, I would also suggest that you guys switch who feeds every point back and forth, or every five points or something like that. Make sure the same person doesn't feed every time. So that's uh, competitive drill number one, to work on volleys. Number two, ground strokes to volleys. In this game, the volleyer starts on the service line, and we're going to use the entire singles court for this one. Uh, Volleyer is going to start right in the middle of the service line. The other player is going to start in the middle of the baseline. The volleyer is going to feed a courtesy shot right down the middle to the ground stroke player, and then the ground stroke player must hit a shot in return that the volleyer can touch. Now, notice I didn't say it's a courtesy shot. That ground stroke player can hit it hard. He or she can hit it uh, low at the volleyer's feet. Um, He or she can stretch the volleyer out a little bit to one side or the other. But the ground stroke player just can't hit a winner, can't hit an outright winner, uh, in fairness for the volleyer, since the volleyer is just feeding in a courtesy shot to the baseline player. So that's how it starts. A courtesy shot from the volleyer. um, uh, competitive shot from the baseline player but has to be touched by the volleyer and then play it out full court singles anything goes uh, and this is putting that that volleyer right up there in the middle of the action and then playing out the points uh, you can play a game up to 10 then trade sides have the other person be the volleyer uh, or you can play up to 20 and trade sides when one person gets up to 10 you can format it however you like uh, but another great competitive game to work on your net play as a singles player Lastly, uh, ground stroke to approacher, and this is very, very similar to the cooperative drill uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier. Both players will start in the middle of the baseline, and one player is going to feed a short ball. Short ball meaning it has to be in front of the service line. The other player is going to hit an approach shot and then has to move into the net. And so now you're going to work on your approach and your volleys together as the approaching player. The other person is going to work on their passing shots, uh, their, their ground strokes, and their lobs. Lobs are good as well. Uh, as um, uh, Lobs are also good in the first two competitive games I talked about as well. By the way, um, anything goes in all three of these games once the, uh, once the point has begun. So uh, you can format this a couple of different ways as well. You can play a game up to 10 and then trade. The other person hits the short ball and the first player approaches. Or uh, you can trade halfway through a game as well. It doesn't really matter. Just make sure that you guys keep track of score. And if you can kind of put something on it and uh, make it uh, even more competitive, I would recommend that. Lastly, I'd simply like to point out that it was not a mistake that I spent so much more time today talking about cooperative drills as opposed to competitive drills. I think that recreational players in general are poor at using and utilizing cooperative drills, whether it be because of lack of focus, lack of concentration, or maybe they just think competitive uh, games are, are a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. And, and I agree, they are. But if, if you really want to get the most out of your time on the practice courts, 
find somebody who shares your uh, desire to get better, talk with them beforehand, uh, work out these drills, go over them together so that you both have a good understanding of what's going to be expected and then stick with it and, and keep your focus and don't deviate until you finish these drills. Give, give yourselves objectives and complete them. And that's what good high-level tennis players do. That's what, uh, you know, when I played uh, college tennis, that's what we did in practices for hours and hours were, were drills like this. And that's how you get better. So, Eddie, hopefully you've enjoyed today's show. And the rest of you listening, hopefully you've enjoyed today's show as well. Continue working at your net game. It's going to improve your singles game and your doubles game, whichever you happen to play. And Eddie, keep up the good fight, and I hope that your net game continues to get better so that it can become a, a stronger part of your singles game. Thanks very much for your great question, and thank you for being a listener. All right, that does it for episode number 121 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today and for listening to the show. I appreciate having you as a listener. And other people I appreciate a great deal are those who donate to Essential Tennis. And I'd like to thank a couple people specifically who have donated over the last uh, couple weeks here. And they are Bill in Missouri, Charles in California, Charles in Maryland, Steve in North Carolina, Max in New York, Bruce in Massachusetts, David in Alabama, Devin in Pennsylvania, Carlotta in New Jersey, and Gary in Florida. Thank you to all of you who donated over uh, about the last two or three weeks or so. And if this podcast and the rest of Essential Tennis have helped improve your tennis game, I would appreciate your support by uh, a donation, either a small one-time donation, uh, a big one-time donation, <laughs> or uh, you can do a monthly subscription donation as well in $5, 10 or, or $20 per month. Just go to EssentialTennis.com, and in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see a box that says Donate, and I would appreciate your support very much. All right, that does it for this week's show. Thank you again for downloading the show and for listening to it. I hope it's been helpful to you. Take care this week, and good luck with your tennis. Tennis.